0: Today we're going to talk about light versus darkness. Um, The presence of Jesus is deliverance. When we encounter Jesus, it's deliverance. I I posted this little saying by uh, Bill Johnson. He was, it was not a saying, he was given a message, but it says uh, um, that miracles uh, require change you know that miracles when we encounter Jesus it should transform us or it's missed or we've missed the whole point that's right you know miracles should push us to be more like him to transform us completely and that is not what we're going to talk about but when we think about what God has done in our lives right. if we go back and think about everything God has done in our lives we have seen the miracle work in God take the impossible right. and make it possible in him, right? Because we were all impossible situations until we countered Jesus. And then we became the possibility of Christ and to be Christ-like. So let's go to First John. We'll start in verse 1. And we're just going to read a little bit through. And really what I want to talk about is um, we're going to touch on what happened Friday night. But I want to talk about this past week I have had uh these incredible opportunities to help others encounter Christ and unravel the lies of the enemy that were holding them captive. Amen. And I want to talk about us and how we do that. I want to talk about the movement of God. And uh, like John talked about going to Brownsville, you know, there is the movement of God is happening. Yes, it is. It's happening beside us. It's happening in us. It's happening across the street from us. It is happening. Yeah. And uh, just say, God, open my eyes and let me see. And he'll show you what he's doing because it's happening. It's funny, Michelle, because during worship, I heard from the Lord that Michelle has a song of the Lord to sing, and we got to doing something else, and I forgot. So when you gave that testimony, I was like, God, you are so good, because you didn't forget that she had a song, right? (laughs) Right. So I just thank you for just, you know, listening to the Lord and singing that out. So let's start uh, 1 John 1, verse 3, and we're talking light and darkness today, Uh, it says that, which we have Seen and heard, we declare to you. Now, we heard the declaration of each other, right? And it was so powerful. We declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. I feel full of joy today. Even during worship, when we were singing worthy is the Lord, I just felt this rush of joy and just this overwhelming love of Jesus over me. I was like, I haven't had goosebumps in a long time. Verse uh, five, it says, this is the message, which we have heard from him and declare to you. That God is light. Yes. Light means there is an absence of darkness. That's right. There is no darkness in God. Right? right. And in him is no darkness at all. So if we, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, then we lie right? right? Amen. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. Yeah. So we walk in the light of Christ. We just remember that we're going to, we're going to Tattoo that on our heart this morning, that Christ is light, and that's what we walk in. We walk in light. And now we're going to skip over to uh, chapter 2, verse 18. Like I said, I'm going to read through John a little bit, and then we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, verse 18, it says, little children, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, uh, little children, it is the last hour, and you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now... Minty Antichrist have come by which we know that this is the last hour. So we understand that anything that sets itself up against Christ is Antichrist, right? Right. Anything that sets itself up against the light is the darkness, because that's what we just read. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they'd been with us, they would not have continued with us, but they went out. And they, uh, that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing. I want you to, when I read this, I want you to say, I have an anointing. Because we need to understand we carry the anointing of Christ, right? And some of this, uh, like Matt was talking about a little bit, sometimes we, we go back to the basics of what the word says in order to make sure that nothing else has rooted itself within us that does not align with what the word says. We cannot have anything. We have to uproot anything that does not align with the word. It says 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy one and you know all things. Now, do you feel like, you know, all things? (laughs) No. No. But we have the anointing from the Holy One that enables us to know all things at the time that we need to know it. That's right. It is the revelation that God gives us in order for us to step into the opportunity that's before us. So we have the revelation. Um, twenty one I have is that, is that where I was I'm sorry, yeah uh, I read nineteen right but yes, 20 but you because you know all things verse twenty one I have not written to you because you do not know the truth but because you know it yeah. and that no lie is of the truth right. And that's where we have to understand the discernment that God has given us. Even first Corinthians two talks about how the spirit of God goes up and takes the things of the father and reveals it to us. And no one is able to have that type of revelation except the people who carry the spirit of God. And we are those people that carry the revelation of the Father at the moment we need it, whether we had it before. You know, earlier in the week, someone had called me a couple of weeks ago, asked if they could meet. And I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And I was like, sure. I had no idea what they wanted to meet about. And honestly, the father did not tell me. He, you know, most of the time I'll he'll give me a little heads up, I'll have an insight, I'll have kind of a little prophetic something about it. I got there, I had nothing. And they're talking and, you know, we're really just chit-chatting, catching up a little. And finally I said, why are you here? And uh, they began to tell me. And as soon as they began to tell me, it was like my mind is like the ping pong ball got pulled in my mind. I was like, I was like, great. Awesome. I'm thinking, I got nothing on this. You know, I'm just like empty as empty can be. And I said, well, let's just pray yeah, let's start there. So we just, I just prayed for a minute and immediately through the prayer, the revelation of the spirit started coming to me. And as they talked that what needed to be responded to of the Lord was given to me. Thank you, and I didn't have it ahead of time. It's like in second in Kings when Elisha sees the woman running to her, to him and uh, his servant, uh, Gehazi says, you know, tries to stop her and he says, no, let her come. She's troubled in soul, but the Lord hasn't revealed to me what is wrong with her. You know, we're in situations where the Lord hasn't revealed to us what the heck is going on. But, but it is the Holy Spirit that goes and pulls the deep things of God down to us so that we're able to respond of the Spirit of what God has for that person, just like Suzanne was in the in the taxi. She is responding out of the spirit, what God had for that person. And he said, I have never encountered anyone like that in my cab before. Wow. That is revival. Yeah. That is what God is yeah. doing. Yeah. He is teaching us to be high, on high alert in every situation. And, and first John tells us that we know what we don't know because the spirit that lives in us tells us that we know when we need to know, we don't have to know all ahead of time. But one thing we do have to do is get our foundation, right? We can't let the lies of the world of our past, of our history permeate the foundation of Christ. Otherwise we minister out of the mixture instead of the purity of the light that we walk in. Right. That's so good. God is so good to us. He he really is unraveling our foundations right now that are not of him, not built on that rock. So, uh, first John three, one, it says, Behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us, on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it doesn't know him. Right. So we aren't concerned about whether the world knows us or not, because he knows us and we are loved in that. Love that is perfect. He is love. God is love. So, as we go through this process of, and like I said, I'm talking about the light versus the dark, as we go through it, our discernment is filtered through the love of God, which is the light of the world, which that's what we display before us. And God's love is pure, and God's love is perfect. And we have been perfected in his love. That's what the word says. That's right. And it doesn't mean that we are perfect. But what it means that we are being transformed into his love, into his image and everything that we do needs to be filtered through his love. You know, um, one of my friends, she's, she's, I don't know, she's about 30. She's cute. She, she holds up her iPhone like this and she says, you know, the world tries to filter the love of God through the media and then through the Bible right. because we take what we read and it becomes a, a filter for us instead of taking the Bible first and then it filters everything we read. Good, yes. You know, we've got the we've got the reverse. We've got the reverse. We're we're so busy uh, trying to uh, ingest what's being spoken to us, instead of ingesting what God has spoken to us. Then everything else is filtered through what is nurturing us, what has fed us, what we know. And we've got to reverse who's leading the pack. Yeah. Facebook's not leading the pack. CNN is not leading the pack. Fox News is not leading the pack. Heck, my next door neighbor's not leading the pack. Only Jesus, and Jesus is the light of the world, and everything he's done is filtered through the love of the Father. And that's where we're being trained. We're being trained through the filter of love. Whew. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we don't have to be afraid that we don't love enough, or we don't know how to love. Because that's the whole point of the Holy Spirit teaching us. Right. We know when we have not loved. Come on. We can feel it. That's right. We can feel those daggers. You need to get those back in your eyes. Because, I mean, we, can, we know when we have stepped across that love line. Right. Mm. We know it. And God will, will give us that little flick so we can say, God. I turn back to you. I repent from that view so I can see your view. So when I look back at them, I see them the way you do. It's filtered through the love. It's filtered through God love. So God is good to us and he is faithful. Um, verse 24 in, in chapter three, let me just read that one in 24. It says, now he who keeps his commandment abides in him. So that's us we keep his commandments we abide in him and he abides in us and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us so so we don't ha- you know the foundation of who we are is Christ in us yes yes that's, that's the foundation. When we were born again, the spirit of the living God came to live in us. And so everything we do, we do out of the living God. And I spoke on this a couple of weeks ago is we've got to learn from the in, we got to live from the inside out. We live from the spirit of the living God connected to our spirit and our emotions, our mind and our body follow the spirit of the living God. That's the way we're, that's the way he's teaching us to live. Verse four, uh, chapter four, one, it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That's right. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in, uh, in the flesh is not God. And this is the spirit of the antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is already in the world. You are of God. We are of God. That is our declaration. We can say every morning, I am of God. And you know, when we say that, What happens is the truth reverberates within us and we walk out that day out of that reverberation that we are of God. If I wake up in the morning and say, I'm no good. I can't do anything. There's no way I can close that account. That's the direction I will go. Mm -hmm. Right. What we declare is what we become, what we, what we look toward is what transforms us. So if we look toward the lack instead of the abundance, then that's what we live out of because that's the only thing our mind can receive because that's all we can think of. So we have to understand that we are of God little children and have overcome them. So we have overcome what has come against us because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Yeah. Yeah. They are of the world. Therefore they speak as the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. No, Let's read that again. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, are we concerned about people who do not hear us? No. We're not concerned of who doesn't hear us because we're of God and we know that God hears us. And that God will open up the ears of the people that we're supposed to speak into, we're supposed to minister to, we're supposed to declare over. God will open them up to what we have to say. It's like when Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, go in. If they bless you stay. If they don't, you shake the dust off your feet and you keep moving. You're not going to let what they carry stay on you. We're going to shake that off and keep moving toward what God has for us. So, so we need to um, understand that we aren't for everybody. That's right. We are for the ones that God has in front of us. Right. Whether it's the cab driver, doesn't make any difference. You know, he, he's put them in front of us and he will make that work out for us. Whew. That really takes a lot of weight off of us. Right. You know, we don't have to, you know, somebody said to us a long time ago, they said, don't put that rock in your backpack because it's not yours to carry. <laughs> and I'll never forget them saying that because I thought, that's right. I don't have to carry all the rocks of the world. Amen. I just cure the peace of Jesus, and He worries about the rocks that I encounter, and He'll turn those rocks into water, or He'll kick them out of the way so I don't stumble over them. It's, it's God is so cool. We worry about things that He doesn't worry about, so we're di- we're di- we're discerning between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error because we are of God and we have overcome those who are not of Christ. Right? right. So I want to tell you one other little story. I had a dream. It's not a story. It's a dream. I had a dream and I dreamed that I was uh, asked to come see a international uh, internationally known person who, who I know. I know them, but but they're in great. They're minister. They're in great darkness and deception. This, and they are currently but this was my dream that they were in great darkness and deception and they called me and asked me if I would bring them healing and deliverance and I went um, and it was interesting because the place that they were living was filled with uh, mob looking people and when I went in you know it was like you were watching a Uh, a mobster show on TV, you know, it was just that stereotypical mobster full of, full of men, mobsters. And then there was uh, a young woman and a, a young child in, in there, but there was such a level of perversion and darkness that had been so normalized as part of their God process their ministry process. And I felt like the dream God was giving us a warning and letting us know that there is deliverance coming to those who have normalized sin in place of righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that we are going to be called all of us are different we're all called to different things to Minister to those within the body that have made darkness light and deception in what they're doing. And with that, the young girl and the young woman were um, prototypes of victims in this demonic stronghold of perversion. And it's interesting because in the dream, they had asked me to interpret a two-page dream that God had given them. And they put it in a backpack. And in the backpack, when I went to get it, was backpack after backpack after backpack. And hidden in the backpack were dirty underwear. I know this sounds gross, but it really was. I was like pulling all the stuff. I was like, this is gross, God. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Just in the natural, come on. But what what, it, what the dream was really about the layers and layers and layers of hidden sin. That's right. And God is calling us to be ready f- to bring healing and deliverance yes. as, because he came to me looking for healing and deliverance. Mm. They're going to be coming to us, not looking for judgment and condemnation. They're going to be coming to us looking for healing and deliverance to help them uncover the hidden sin that they have normalized as righteousness because they never got the freedom that they needed, right. but they went on to minister and build ministries that were causing victims mm-hmm. instead of people being victorious. Wow. So, this is part of this. Revival. You know, sometimes we think of revival as jumping up and down and a great worship song and all. That is not revival. Revival is the transformation of hearts that make them look like Jesus, that make their lives change so they walk like Jesus. That is what revival is. A good song can only last as long as it lasts unless it brings the word of Christ in you that transforms you. Right. <laughs> So revival is all about transformation yeah. and it's easy for us to look at something that's really ugly and defiled that has, has the name of Jesus spread on it and, and cause us to create judgment and condemnation. And, and God is calling us to look past our judgment and condemnation and our total disgust and call forth the, the reconciliation and the healing and the deliverance that he has for these people. Because yeah. the body needs healing and deliverance first. Yes. And I say first, cause I believe, I believe that is true, but you know, I'm not sure that that's biblical. Maybe that's just, it it's my truth for today, but I just feel like we've got to cleanse the body yes. in order to cleanse the world. And it doesn't mean that Really, when I said first, that's really not true because really they happen simultaneously. We know that. Right. We know that it happens simultaneously. Okay. So that was, that was the second part. So first of all, I believe that the Lord is going to do a great cleansing within the church within the body of Christ um, and taking out the things that we have normalized these sinful things as righteousness you know we've we have put a coat of paint on them and said they're brand new and they're actually very sinful things within the body so we do that the second thing is we talked about this a little bit and Friday night you know we had uh, our prophetic night and let me go back to my scripture because there's another scripture we had our not a prophetic night we had a uh, our outpouring, that's what it was. And uh, Pastor Gene just had a word about tormenting, tormenting spirits and uh, explained a little bit of that and really said that God is calling us to be ready to deliver those tormenting spirits. He, w- he wanted to do an impartation for those who are willing to say yes to those people who come to you who are tormented. So we had a bunch of people come up uh, and we prayed over them and did that impartation. But on top of that, there were people who came up that were being tormented that needed those spirits off of them. So we were able to not only do the impartation, but actually activate what was imparted in order to set people free. Because, you know, sometimes the enemy comes in and begins to, uh, and I think Vivian was talking about this and Deb, he begins to work our mind. Mm -hmm. He begins to speak things to us that try to take us down a path that does not align with the word of God. And we've we've all had times where those tormenting spirits have come against us. And it's interesting because one of the people that was watching online, Pastor Karen gave the testimony to, but I want to just tell this little part and it it won't uh, reveal anything. But what had happened previously is God had given them a dream about a different name that would changed the way they understood God saw them as pure and holy. Because the name they had been given before was a name to let, they know, let them know they had been dedicated to darkness. So he used a dream along with a lot of other things. He used a night of the outpouring. He used a willingness to take a call on a Saturday and work through it, to break off an identity that was given to them as a newborn and verbally spoken over them as a young child to set the path of their life. Yeah, even if they became a Christian, that they were dedicated to darkness. So the war of the enemy against them was, it doesn't matter how much you love Jesus, you're dedicated to darkness. It doesn't matter what Jesus has done for you, that he's healed you, that you've been born again, that you're out doing all these things. Oh no, the secret, the hidden secret is really you're dedicated to darkness. And that was the tormenting spirit that had to be broken. That was a tormenting spirit that had to get gone. And it did. It did. And so there's just, you know, there's just this hidden darkness that was tormenting her. That's tormenting so much of the body because it was hidden way before they knew it. It was hidden in a way that they had no information on it. But the Holy Spirit took that hidden lie and broke it open so that they could have the truth of Christ, the light of the world in them in a whole different fashion that they had never experienced before. I mean, that is amazing what God does for us. And and that is part of this this whole process as God is teaching us how to, Cast down every argument, every imagination, every thought that doesn't line up with the word of God. If he's, if if you're having a thought, I can't, there's no way like I'm going to die early. Does that align with the God of light? No. Then we have to cast down that argument. And sometimes we have to get help from one another to get deliverance from that hidden place That the enemy has put in there that we don't even know exist, that we don't even know exist. So he attacks our thoughts, he sends tormenting spirits, and he and he deceives us into normalizing sin and calling it righteousness. Right. So let me read a couple other scriptures, and then we're going to do a declaration. Uh, I'm not sure if I read 16 out of uh, chapter four but we'll read it again because we love the word. Yes. That's right. And we have known and believed that the love of God. Oh, the love that God has for us. God has love for us because God is love. Yes. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. And there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. But he who has fear has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And then let's skip over to chapter 5, verse 1. It says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love We love the children of God. We love God and keep his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. What he asks us to do. It's not hard. Deuteronomy 30 says it's not too hard. We got it in us to do it. His commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That would be us. We overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. We believe and we overcome. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Amen. 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 So that is us. We just read about us today. Hallelujah. That we've been perfected in His love. Whoa. That we are filled with His light. That we filter everything through His love. And I had a couple of declarations that we're going to, um, we're not going to sing them, but almost said that. We're going to say today because we just want to declare this over us and just really stir up our spirits in what the Word says. Right. Noah, you got those for me? Okay, if everybody else stand, we'll do this and then we'll be done. Ready? I can read from here. God is love. We know the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is poured out on us by Christ. So we know the truth. We live in the light of God. We are of God and have overcome because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have no fear because God's perfect love cast out fear and we have been made perfect in love. God's love is perfected in us. Yeah. Amen. So father, I just thank you for your word. And I thank you that your word cleanses us. So Lord, I'm just going to ask today if, if there's something hidden within us that your word has shined your light on it. And Lord, we just Trust you to cleanse us from that, whether we need to repent, whether we need deliverance, whatever it is, you show us the steps because what you've revealed will be expelled and replaced with the true foundation of who you are. So, God, we just love you and we just thank you that you love us in a way that we could never expect. And you're teaching us to love others in that same way in Jesus name.